Hello and welcome to, uh, it's March 2019, it's the Hopcast Half Pint. This year's running away, it seems to be, I can't believe we're kind of back end of March already, bizarre. Uh, James here, Adam's here as well. Yep, hello. Hello. Uh, we've got three beers. We've got a bit of um, bit of beer news to uh, to get through. Uh, let's start off with a beer, and uh, mm-hmm. you've picked out the first one that we're having. Yep, I've got Neon Raptor Brewing Co., and it's called Stay Star Star Play. Star Play, and it's a double dry hopped pale ale at four percent. So, all right, that's good. Yeah, I thought it was starters lie, but with some nice. As hops, yeah. So I've, I've tried to keep. I've not tried to. But I've kind of accidentally kept a loose link to the area on these two be- on these beers. Okay. So they're actually a Nottingham-based brewery, right? But one of the s- people who started it is actually from Wathapondern, where I'm from. Oh, okay. And where Sean lives. Yeah, that's pretty. That's that's local enough. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> uh, so neon Raptor. Yeah, they've um, kind of. They've they've been over the last twelve months. I've heard a fair bit about them. Yeah, they've uh, they started in two thousand and fifteen, um, home brewing, and then they entered a Brewdog homebrew competition and won that, and then thought, oh, okay, people quite like its beers, so I think they started doing some like cuckoo brewing, and then back end of last year, I think they started their own brewery. Um, they've got a tap room in there as well, so nice nice branding. You can't really miss it. It's got like, the neon kind of neon sign. Branding Neon Raptor, yeah, quite playful. And yeah, I've fun. seen, I have seen quite a bit of their um, stuff recently, and everything that I've tried of theirs, and I think I bought a couple of cans. I've really liked. Mm. Uh, they seem to do a really good job of doing um, of doing their beers. So uh, this is quite. It's got quite a thick, uh, quite, quite a nice gloopy look to it for a four percenter. Yeah, it's got an incredible smell. It smells like grapefruit juice. It's quite fruity, isn't it? Let's see if there's any... Really, um, really fruity. You're right, full-bodied pale ale, low bitterness, hazy, juicy appearance, and beautiful aroma. The um, the aroma really is beautiful. Yeah. So I it uses... Oh, wow. Yeah, so it uses mosaic hops and New Zealand wahiti. Hops. Wahiti. Wahiti. Uh, it, it's, it kind of smells like, like grapefruit juice. It kind of tastes a bit like grapefruit juice. I get a real mm. amount of grapefruit hit from it. Yeah, you know when you get them in kind of really fruit, uh, like innocent smoothie kind of fruit one, but you've got loads and loads of fruit in it. It's got that kind of body to it. Not quite as gloopy as that, but that really like thick tasting. Oh, I love that. That's really nice. 4% though as well. That's a good... And the weather today... Yeah, perfect. T-shirt weather, considering the last few weeks, that's a kind of nice sit outside beer, that one. Maybe drink it in the garden. I do like their branding. Really do like that. Good can. Good can, uh, yeah. Have you had, have you had much of their other stuff? Because they've done <clears> a couple of uh, there was a like a New England style beer they did not long back, and a, I'm sure a couple. I of have had some. Good. I can't put my finger on particular ones, but yeah. again, I think you don't see that much of it. So I've kind of had them. I think I've had them at Shakespeare a few times. Um, okay, I don't know if they did any takeovers. I think they might have had a takeover at some point, but like I said, they're not that far away. And obviously, they've got links to the area. Um, yeah, obviously, they probably know people and. Yeah, that's good. Um, let's reflect a little bit then on um, on Sheffield Beer Week. Mm. What did you get up to? Did you get to much? Um, 
lost my memory after um, indie beer fees temporarily. See, this is complete role reversal for this <laughs> because uh, anyone that is a regular listener to the podcast um, or, or any other podcast that I'm involved in, it will be quite used to me kind of saying that there's a point in anything that I do where I just lose my memory. Uh, and it doesn't even need to be, I don't need to be of like a ridiculous level of drunkenness. I just I just have this thing where my memory just stops. Yeah. Uh, something inside my brain just goes, right, you don't need to know any of this, switches yeah. off. Um, and it, But you, you're always the one that will be like, do you remember everything. saying this? Yeah, and you remember doing that, uh, and and you you don't you don't remember, remember getting home. I remember everything about being there. I could probably tell you the percentages of all the beers I tried. I remember going for, after it finished out at the early session, and I went down to um, what's it called underneath the oh, pitch, the house, pitch social. house social. Um, for some weird reason, decided to drink Aperol spritz. Two of those. Okay. Okay, um, well, that's random. Yeah. Cost nearly thirty quid for four of them, um, and then wow. I don't remember booking a taxi, getting a taxi, getting in the house. But then once I'm in the house, every I remember everything again from that point onwards. Is and it, same with my wife. It's just like this weird, like like a time no. vortex. Yeah. Is it is it something to do with fresh air? <laughs> like the be. air hits you and then that's it. You just lose everything. It could be. Yeah. Um, I'm blaming that nearly everything was pretty strong i remember starting yeah. on a seven percent and then i had something like six and a half and then i think i went up to nine because i thought i'd try the roche roche wine um smoked uh, one that um laura Laura's always about. so three beers in i'd not i'd not really gone under seven percent and that was oh, quick yeah what did you think to the roche wine i liked it it's not something i go back to but I, i'm glad i tried it i didn't try it in the end because i uh, i had a real good look at the description and talked to them a little bit about it and thought i don't think that's going to be me i'm not going to i'm not going to waste a beer on um, on that um of course what we're talking about here by the way is indie beer feast i can't remember if we <laughs> yeah, said I that think in the beginning I'm, or I not mentioned it, i think um, I mentioned it, yeah. but it was kind of the oh it's not actually the launch event is it for sheffield beer week officially it's kind of almost like the pre-launch event yeah, or something it's on the weekend but it's like the friday and saturday before indie beer feast uh, before sheffield beer week launches on the Monday, and um, I thought what I really liked about it was that it felt like it was a little bit of a step up from last year. Yeah. There were a couple of quite significant breweries there yeah. that weren't a year ago, uh, but actually kind of like the feel of the event stayed exactly the same. It yeah. still felt like the same event, and it, and it didn't, and I like this. I, I went to the Saturday evening session, which was sold out, uh, and we had an entire, it wasn't just a row of the cinema that we had to ourselves, we had an entire like section at the back mm. uh, because there was absolutely loads of space. It yeah. didn't feel packed. Um, I don't know whether or not there are actually, because it's an old building, whether there are restrictions Probably, on how many people yeah, you can possibly. have in there. Uh, but whatever it, it was, there was a real benefit to that because you didn't feel like you were crammed yeah. I never had to queue for a drink nope, at any of the bars. No. Um, it was a real friendly, really nice atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and as I say, it felt like it stayed true to itself. And sometimes events when they reach, that were good in year one, they reach year two, and they start growing and they start getting bigger and you feel like it's leaving you behind a little. Uh, and I love the fact, and credit to, to, to Jules, uh, I love the fact that it, it kind of kept that same soul yeah. at, at kind of the centre of it. Uh, and I had a cracking time. And I, it was, you know, I, I, I started that day in, in Newcastle where I'd been at a conference. So I was up at silly o'clock in the morning, got a train back to Sheffield, got off the train, had to drop off loads of stuff that I'd had at the conference, went and had breakfast, went and had a beer, got back on the train, went to Derby for the football, and uh, then got back from Derby, literally 
like ran off the train so that we were first in the taxi queue to get up to Abbeydale Picture House and we didn't get there till like an hour after it had opened. And I was like, right, I'm, I'm, if I last a couple of hours here, yeah. uh, then great. And if I, do, if I last more than that, I won't remember anything at the end. Uh, and I even remember being sitting there just enjoying sipping around a beer when all the, the full lights came up and it was right. kind of like the, right then, time to go home kind of moment. Um, and I think it's because everything about that event for, for me, and this seems a silly thing to say with the story you just told, uh, it seems to be about just kind of drinking quite slowly with your friends and enjoying yeah. beers. There's no feeling of you've got to be in a rush, you've got to, um, you know, you've got to drink as much as you can as quickly as you can. I don't it just feel like feels a, really relaxed and yeah, laid back, and that's completely great. Completely agree. Considering like the floor space of the venue is probably eighty, about eighty percent seating, and yeah. then then people are not actually really making much use of that kind of standing around never felt like I were kind of having to like move out of the way or anybody because essentially the main strip through it is like an aisle of a cinema it's that wide and the sides are almost like the side aisles there's no no bigger than two meters or a meter and a half yeah. um thought the really good food again as well yep. um and like I said it's just nice to kind of chat to people like as soon as I walked in bumped into the St. Miles of the Desert guys who were just inside the doorway so got to chat with them for a bit um obviously Abbeydale were there so no people from them yep. lost industry um, just, just you know, there's just a few local ones at Neep's End. They were all kind of tucked away in that kind of top yeah, bit yeah. as well. Uh, Bob was down at the bottom, but yeah, like you said, some big players like um, uh, Cloudwater. I didn't have Cloudwater a Cloudwater there beer who, who weren't <laughs> last time. Uh, I've got to be honest, one. I had a couple of beers from Cloudwater, a bit mm. average, and quite they were easily the priciest group. Right, there. Yeah. they were expensive, uh, but loads of options. A bit like you, I, I kind of and and there were. Things at both end of the of the range. I found myself drinking more of the stronger stuff. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, you, you drink everything in thirds. It still feels like it's you know it's not it's not daft. You're still being responsible. Um, and I did try and mix up with a couple of um, a couple of uh, beers at the other end of the scale, a couple of lighter uh, beers, and having people like Neepsend there really helped with that because you know, kind of having a a, a cask half. That at like you know four-ish or something yeah. like that percent was quite good. That was sometimes quite a good kind of leveler just to kind of keep you um, keep you going. Yeah. But yeah, great event. Um, I also went so I went to the launch of Out and About on the Monday at uh, the Devonshire Cat, which was great. Really good group. Uh, we're probably going to do something with them in the next couple of months or so uh, to kind of tell the story a little bit more about what that group's all about because it's a bit difficult to kind of summarise into a couple of lines. So um, I'll, I'll kind of just say that for now and say that we'll we'll be coming back to Out and About and, and, and covering uh, what it's all about in a bit more depth in the next few uh, next few weeks. Uh, what else did you get up to? We both got an, a nice invite to the Thornbridge Rare Bottle Tasting at mm-hmm. the uh, Booze Hound on the Thursday evening, which was... Um, it was really good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, really yeah, good, yeah, yeah. Um, some stuff that they'd found literally like at the mm. back of a, a cupboard that yep. was like seven or eight years old that they've only got like four bottles. Yeah, left literally of the, some existence. of the beers. There was three of the last six beers they had left of it. So it was quite a few of the old Thornbridge Hall beers, the Imperial Raspberry Stout and um, the Heather. I can't remember. It's like a Heather one, but both about ten percent. Yeah, there was um, a honey one, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, was, honey. Is it honey? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then a few of the the, um, the sour. Barrel-aged um, ones that um, you yeah. can get hold of, um, but again, are quite rare in in, in, in grand scheme of things. And a bottle, this took a couple of bottles of the Serpent, which yeah. is the one they did with um, Brooklyn, which is running to the end of its life, I suppose. It is. There. So yeah, it was really good. Um, well, well worth kind of the fifteen pound that they put on that for to drink all those beers. And Absolutely, yeah, a yeah, nice yeah. round table. Um, thanks to um, James uh, Buxton who did it. 
kind of talked us through the beers. Did a great job. And to Rebs there for inviting us over. Yep, it was good. Um, other thing that I went to, uh, there were a couple of small things I went to. What I do want to mention, and I mentioned this on the main Hopcast earlier as, as something I was looking forward to. Uh, I went to Bar Stewards on Saturday where they had the Southwest takeover. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've got a, I, I don't it's, it's so obvious for me to say, but uh, the day of stuff that they had on keg was just brilliant. Some re- really nice beers. Um, just credit as well for the fact that it was just priced really sensibly um, and, and real credit to them for um, for that. And, um, yeah, just enjoyed some, some good beers kind of everywhere that I went through the week, really. I did manage to briefly pop into um, Shakespeare on the Friday night because they had the North Brew versus the rest of the world. So they had some... A lot, all, all um, cask beers from North. Some of those were really strong. And I th- really struggled with some like strong cask beers, but they are trans- Transmission, which we did on the last um, yes. last topcast, and Ursa, Ma- is it Ursa Major, Ursa Major, Major yeah. uh, which is eight point three percent, and that tasted amazing on cask. Um, so I think what they were, they were, I think I mentioned it on the last one, they were packaging up some of their stronger beers and some of the beers that don't, you wouldn't normally see in a, in a cask format. So beautiful, uh, really, really good. Really enjoyed it. So. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's kind of roughly what I got through. I did kind of have a few. I think I popped into Barstures once or twice and did some Locker Poly stuff on that week, didn't they? Which is again from that kind of region. But um, I missed the day of things. I think they were a little bit late, weren't they? Yeah, they didn't get there until probably the, the maybe the Thursday or the Friday. Um, what? Um, yeah, there was some left-handed giant stuff on, quite a bit of verdant stuff on as well. Loads of stuff in the fridge that was really, really good. And um, yeah, just a great week had by all, really. I think um, all in all pretty good. Um, so yeah, impressed with the uh, Neon Raptor, especially for a 4% beer. Mm, very nice. I think it handled it really, really well. Uh, anyone that's watching the video of this will just see me have a minor disaster uh, with the next beer. <laughs> Which is um, I'll, I'll show. Unfortunately, the label's really really nice, and I've just I managed to spill right down the, yeah. the middle of it. There, it's got a little kind of streaky sort of thing on it there. <laughs> uh, but this is uh, Lost Industry, and this is their Strawberry Daiquiri Sour Ale, which mm. I did have on keg at Indie Beer Feast, even though I've got a bottle of it and had a bottle of it in my fridge for a little while, which I've just been letting kind of do its thing for a couple of months or so. Yeah, I also tried it. I didn't have one, but um, my wife did. It's kind of right up her street, that sort of stuff. And I, I could really, really enjoyed tasting it. They've had a bit of a rebrand, haven't they? Um, Lost Industry. They've had a complete rebrand, yeah. Um, and they've gone. I mean, actually, a little bit sensible, I think, in their in their yeah, branding. So got a new little it's beautiful. Let me show that a little bit better on the on on the camera if you're watching the video of this because it's kind of like a little bit of a beach scene, which is kind of kind of greyed out, and then it's just got the most amazing looking glass with um, just this like solid red liquid in it um, which I mean obviously you think of strawberry daiquiri you do think of it being quite striking it's quite bold in its yeah. colour isn't it a strawberry daiquiri um, it's, it certainly carries the smell across pretty well it does smell you've got a real strawberry scent coming through <laughs> that made me smile that it's, it's got like um, I don't know it's, it's exactly what it's exactly what the strawberry daiquiri I would yeah. to me it kind of barely tastes alcoholic it's, or, or a beer. It's almost a little bit cheeky in its taste, isn't it? Mm. It's like it's quite good fun that. Yeah. They do um I mean we all know that lost industry. I don't know how, how well how far they travel out of Sheffield, so if there's people watching this that might never have heard of them. I mean we're quite lucky because, you know, they mm. were yeah. uh, we featured them on the first ever hopcast that we did. It's the first time that we did any hopcast yeah, yeah. work was me and you went up there on a yeah, uh, Sunday, Sunday last yeah. last winter. Um 
But it was actually snowing, yeah, it was it was weird. And um, you know, they are for us in Sheffield a real key player in the in the yeah, market because they are kind of the local kings of the sours, aren't they? Yep. I mean, I know Abbeydale are kind of catching up and doing some really, really good stuff recently. But before um before that, you know, Lost Industry were were, were smashing them out ages ago. Yeah, they make some kind of really unusual sours as well. They don't just try and go they try and they bend the rules a little bit. Yeah, they do. Um I'm doing like an iron brew influenced one, I think I mentioned yeah. that and um the um, oh, it's the they do the for, forager one the or foraged, foraged yeah. um, which is uh, if if you actually go all the way back to episode one, you can kind of listen back to this. Um, but this is where they literally just have a day where they just go out and just kind of pick berries and whatever they can find, like fruit and stuff like that. They literally go out foraging uh, and whatever they get, and it might be cherry based, it might be kind of uh, fruit based, uh, whatever Hedro it is. Things, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, and they just make a sour out of it, which I think is a brilliant concept. Yeah. And um, often I've had a couple of them that. I've been like, I'm not too bothered about that. And then a couple that have just been brilliant. Yeah. But I love the fact that you never quite know what you're going to yeah, get. It's different. It's trying something. They do it by the seasons, don't they? So they'll do like a spring and then an autumn winter, obviously. And yeah, do absolutely. Do a summer one? I don't think I've ever seen a summer one. Maybe they do. T- I, uh, I can't remember. I think that I think yeah. they do. I think they do. Um, yeah. I mean, as, uh, as it sounds, a strawberry daiquiri sour is probably one of the more kind of normal mainstream yeah. things that they've uh, that they've done because it's just taking really that strawberry taste, giving it a real thickness. Um, but it works well. Um, what what have we um, what have we got to talk about today? <clears throat> well, uh, we've got a few events coming up and then probably by the time our next topcast is so i thought give them a plug okay um first one that we're coming up is at st miles of the desert so if you know hopefully you've all listened to that and you know everything about st miles of the desert <laughs> if you uh, haven't then go back and listen yeah, to really it really good episode superb so on the friday 29th of march they're launching their second beer in the uh attercliffe industrial hop series range which is, the, which is their introduction into the um sort of hazy beautiful yeah. New England style. Um, so the, there's a guy, local artist, who's been doing the photography um, for that series. So, was, so there's a bit of an art exhibition slash launch going off on there on the, on the 29th. So they're welcoming people up to the brewery. So if you've not been up there, um, cracking little place. I know Sean's recently been and he was uh, raving about it as well. He and, was and Laura loves it as well. Um, not had a bad word about it, really. Um, I know you've not had it, but the first series, the first beer in the series, is um, the New England one. Because in, in in the interview we did with them, they were saying that oh, we'll leave that till the summer because you know they're from that side of the, they're, that, they're from that kind of part of America. Uh, and all of a sudden, I walked in and they're like, "Whoa, hang on, you've dropped you've dropped one already." Sort of thing. And I came back to it, and honestly, not being biased, it's absolutely beautiful beer. Um, so that's available in cans, but you can only get it from the brewery, so if that's a extra... No, I need to get there. I haven't yeah. been yet. <laughs> um, yes, if anyone is going and would like to buy an extra can and drop it off for me at uh, Sheffield Technology Parks, that would be very much appreciated. Thank you all. <laughs> uh, yeah, do we know anything about what the second one's going to be then? No, the, I, there's no kind of... It does basically it's a, it's a hop series. I think there's going to be kind of doing a similar set, some type beers, these hazy kind of beers, but... Um, just moving the moving the hot variety around. Um, again, it's like kind of just trying to showcase where they are really, because uh, it's in the deepest darkest Atticliff, and uh, so that the photography on the really cans is. is quite it's quite dark. It's very very dark artwork on a dark can. Um, so, well, looking forward to seeing what they're going to mm-hmm. put on that can for next time. Sounds good. Um, enjoying oh, the yeah. strawberry daiquiri. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, shame there's not a bit more left. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it is one of those that. We're kind of we're in a, a studio in the middle of um, the city centre on a day that's actually been quite sunny. Um, this is something that I do feel a little bit bad that I'm not sat 
outside drinking it. And actually, I kind of feel like I should be abroad. Um, yeah. Strawberry daiquiri is not a massive cocktail drinker, but I do quite enjoy one when I'm abroad. And, and I, I remember a holiday to, uh, I think it was Tenerife, um, going back about six, seven years. For whatever reason, the holiday just became, it centred around drinking strawberry daiquiris. Uh, I think it was before I really got into beer. Uh, and it was very, it was actually ridiculously enjoyable to just drink the same drink for an entire week. Probably spent the most of my budget just on strawberry daiquiris. Yeah, you can get into it those things, can't you? If, yeah. if, once, you? Once you've had one or two, you get a taste yeah, for yeah. those things. Absolutely. You know, the, the frozen ones, and like kind of some of the more trendy bars and stuff. Yeah. Like but, you know, if someone wants to. So there's a time and a place for these things, but if you're going to put it in, make it a beer format, them. I like, it. I like a frozen daiquiri. Yeah. I think they're good. I think they're good. Should we go on to the next event? Should we crack beer first? Okay. So, second beer, well, third beer, but second beer for me tonight is um, a beer by Salopian Brewery in collaboration with um, something called Team Toxic, which is quite new. Um, I had to look it up, but then I realised that I did actually know the people who were involved in that. So, this is the second Sheffield link. So have you drank any beers by Wayne Brewery? Wayne? W-A-E-N in Wales. No. You haven't seen it? I bet you'll see it if you were. Or um, Hopcraft? No. Oh. Well, Gaza Prescott, who did Hopcraft, he used to brew at Steel City with um, Dave. So he's This is Sheffield. ringing a bell now, actually. Yeah. I think I probably have. Um, yeah. Um, so he, he was in Hopcraft, and so Sue, who does the Wayne Brewery, they've teamed up together. I think... You know, they're friends anyway. Um, uh, so they've teamed up together to create this Team Toxic, which is kind of a, them brewing together, essentially. Um, so they've done a collaboration called Danger Moose. Danger Moose? Well, they've, they've got a beer called Pamplemousse. Oh, right. One of yeah, their yeah. bigger beers. Okay. Um, so it's, I've, um, seen, six, I've seen that. Yeah, it's like a black kind of brandy with a big W on it. Um, so this is a New England IPA, 6%. Um, so I just thought, give it a try, because it's something some we've not tried before. Obviously, they're new. Okay. Um, and I've not done any Salopian beers. No, I've not had Salopians before. Right, I'm looking, looking forward to trying this one. Should be good. Yeah, nice. It's going to have a hint of um, strawberry daiquiri. Isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, this is one of those where we probably do need new. Yeah. Oh well. Find out. What's the uh, What's the aroma like? Uh, it's got a good aroma. Actually, I got it from cracking the can. It's It's a little bit darker, and it's It's got the same kind of. Um, like it's really, really murky. Um, Probably the strawberry daiquiri remnants could, could don't, be, don't yeah. help on that. Oh yeah, that is. Oh fuck, that's very dark. So let's see what that's. So, um, is any kind of uh, tasting notes on it? it? Smells good. Vegan friendly. It's got a weird sort of almost banana esque smell coming through there. Oh, here we go. So it's brewed with Cascade Citra, Brewers Gold, and Nelson Sovin so Salvan. I never know how to say that with it. N- uh, let me look at it. Uh, Nelson. Nelson Sauvon. 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 Yeah, I kind of think it's more French. That's nice, that. Yeah, that's really, really good. It's got really, it's like a sweet, not overly sweet, but it's got a nice, nice rounded sweet. Flavor. Do you, I don't know if my, um, my sensor's just not working properly. Do you get banana from it? Is that I know just, what you mean, I know what you mean, yeah. It's not Belgian-y though, like, because you sometimes you get that bubblegummy banana thing. From yeah, like yeah, a yeah, Belgian no, 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 it's, it's not, not, it's not got that, got that um, um, yeah, I know what you mean. That's a, that's a very kind of specific style, isn't it, mm. though? Like a verse beer that you get a bit of um, banana and bubble. Hefeweizen, something like that. Hefeweizen. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. Strangely, yeah, really nice, all right, it is really nice. I don't know whether or not the the kind of the flavour profile is as 
noticeable as the Neon Raptor at 4%, yeah. which I thought the flavour for that just really jumped out. Um, maybe it's quite, it, I feel it's a little unfair saying this because we've just had a strawberry daiquiri beer, which <laughs> is going to affect the taste of anything for, for the first few mouthfuls. Uh, but the the taste actually feels a little bit more subtle for, for that. Yeah, it's just, I think that's double dry hop, though, so maybe, I don't know if yeah, that kind of no, gives that it a would, bit more of a bite a, to it. A difference, um, but it's not like New England beers are not particularly uh, aggressively hopped. I would definitely go and get another can of that, though. Like, um, it was on the cheaper end of the spectrum for its kind right. of um, strength and style. Um, yeah, they have generally become quite expensive I think it was, under, it was under £4, I think. That's, that's very good, yeah, that's very I'm good. Just under £4, but... Right, okay. <laughs> so that'd be three ninety five. So. by Something like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's that's pretty good, yeah, that's yeah, pretty so good. Again, some nice kind of white branding. If you're on the video again, I'll just... Yeah, looks good. Looks good. Uh, real simple branding, actually. Quite, yeah. quite the opposite of the other two that we've that we've had. Um, I did so find far. out today that um, Nick Lowe does the Hop Forward podcast. He actually did their branding for this type of oh, team right. toxic. There we go. I just stumbled on just by accident because I were actually googling them to try to find a bit more information about it. So it is a small world, isn't it? It's is a small world. So there's another Sheffield link there. You go. You've got a few more <laughs> things on your uh, yeah. on your um, list. So event number two. So if you did go to Smod and you want another another thing to go to. Um, the week after that, so that's the 6th and the 7th of April, is Piss Up in a Brewery number two at um, Abbeydale. Abbeydale, yeah. <laughs> so um, they've done them one of these before, and obviously they did the Funk Dungeon, um, the, the Funk Fest Funk in the, fest, in the yeah. summer. Um, um, they have actually expanded their space a bit. I think they wanted to kind of go, let people come and see it and show it off a little bit better. So they'll be doing beer, like cask, keg and tank beers. And they'll be able to do some brewery tours as well. That sounds pretty good. Um, I like the fact that it's kind of the first opportunity to go and see what they've what they've done there with the yeah. extra space that they've got. Because we we're quite fortunate that we hear quite a bit because of the fact that you know, obviously we know Laura, we know Jim, um, so we kind of hear about what they've got going on there. But um, I've I've not seen it yet. In fact, I've never been there. I've not no, been to either yeah. of the two events. A, I found it a really good use of space before. Um, I think they've got. The, I don't know if they've got the space before and weren't using it, or I can't really remember at the, uh, at the time. But do you know what a stroopwaffle is? Uh, <laughs> what a stroopwaffle? Stroopwaffle. Yeah. Uh, no. It, well, it sounds like uh, stroop stroopwaffle. Um, no, I'm gonna get. It's, it's gonna be some sort of combination of different styles. Um, there's gonna be a <laughs> German here. influence That's, there. It's a it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's something you might make a. It, well, basically, what I was gonna say is they've got there's a festival exclusive, which is gonna be a, a Stroopwaffle Imperial Stout. So it's okay. a type of biscuit. You don't see the really flat ones that are like, fo- they kind of like f- oh, they're super good. They're really good. Um, so it's gonna. It looks bis- like a rice cake. Yeah, but it's not. It's kind of. Um, yeah, they're really fl- yeah, they're like a rice cake, but it's got loads of caramel if, in it. If, caramel you watch, if you're watching the video, like, uh, if you if you can just show that up, show that up, up to the um, up to the camera because that is really odd looking, and they're just going to put that into a beer. Well, not just. There's going to be oh, there is one stroop waffle per liter of beer. So that's, wow! So that's do like you get, do you get a free half, per, half stroop per waffle with every know. with every third? That can, would be a good deal. You can deal. get them in Tesco and stuff. Right, okay. They're in a bit of an odd area. I feel but like but I should go. You should go. They're in the specialist. They sit very section. nicely on a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, and they kind of warm through, and they kind of get a bit more. 
Do you know now you've said that? I know exactly you what, know what I'm talking mean, about. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's on. It's on the edge of your. Uh, it's on like on the edge of the saucer. Yeah, Got yeah, it. Yeah, 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 I can see. Yeah. It. I can see. So, it. so if if that's anything to go, I don't know if that's part going to be part of their new their range that they do with the um, the stout range, but that's an imperial one, and it's a festival exclusive at the minute. So you know, if you want, if you love your stroop waffles, stroop waffles, you like your beer, sounds good. It's the only place, one place to go to get cool. it. It uh, should be a good event, actually. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, as I say, for me, it's kind of my first kind of snooping around of uh, of, of Abbeydale. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, final thoughts then on uh, the, hang on, let me get the name, Slopian Brewery Team Toxic Collaboration. I really like it, yeah. Danger Moose. Danger Moose. I, I love the name. <laughs> Definitely wins best name for uh, this episode. Yeah, because what's this one called? Strawberry daiquiri sour ale. That's not massively, um... which is actually, to be fair, quite boring for Lost <laughs> Industry. They're normally quite good with their names. They, yeah. they come up with stuff that's a bit edgy. Uh, and Starplay from Neon Raptor looks, um, yeah, it's the branding's great. The name, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's referring yeah. to. No, I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, they. Um, it's definitely. Definitely the winner for best beer title, but what do you think is the winner for best mm. beer? I'm going to go for this one. I'm going to go for the um, oh, yeah. Tilopian one, yeah. Well, just though. We actually normally, not, we normally agree what, on no, this, don't we? I think I like them all for different reasons, to be honest, I think. All right, I'll let you think about that. All right, come back to it. Mine is going to be... Uh, I do know what you mean, because they are all good in, in their own way, um, and the, the strawberry daiquiri sour is fantastic for what it is uh but the star player for me is brill for four percent beer uh it had so much flavor it was um just everything everything that you would look for in that style of beer at that percentage uh there isn't going to be anything better and, and you could go around all the all the hype breweries you're not going to find anything that's better than that at four percent so that that's yeah, my that's, that's my yeah pick. I, can, I think you can't really can't really argue with that i think i'm going to stick with this one I'm okay. going to stick with the Salopian and the to- Team Toxic one. It's a draw. It's we a just draw. had Lost Industry. We still love you. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. It's I just, um, yeah, I can't really fault that either, to be fair. But uh, I'd give them a third of a point each. If it, <laughs> but that would mean the Neon Raptor would win with a one and a third votes out of... Well, unless yeah. I also said, well, I'll give them all the third of it. If, if we're going to start doing that, then uh, I'd probably, yeah, distribute points more or less equally as well. Well, go get all three. You can probably get them for about 10 or something. Yeah, you probably can. They're, they're good beers. Lost Industry is always very, um, very good, um, good value for yeah. money as well. Good stuff. So um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with the next Hopcast. We might which, have something a little bit like that, Strawberry Daiquiri. Well, we? we talked about it at length <laughs> at the end of the last episode, despite my best attempts to get people to shut their up. Um, so um, yeah if you've not listened to the back end of the last episode uh, don't bother because it's really boring because it's just people repeating the same stuff over and over again Uh, but yeah we're going to Laura's house and she's making beer cocktails that's what we're doing Um, it's a bit different it might be great. It might be terrible, <laughs> uh, but we'll have a go and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. We trust so you, Laura. Um, yeah, we'll we be you. we'll be back with beer cocktails in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. We'll see you then. See you later.